Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello and welcome everyone to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Josh Thomas and I'm here with Shannon Bell of Amdocs at Amdocs.com. And this company provides customer experience solutions for telecommunications service providers. Hello, Shannon. Hi, Josh. Well, we're really glad to have you on here. And, um, you know, that was a lot of big words there that we just kind of threw out. But I think it's a lot simpler concept to understand uh, than what we saw at first glance. Tell me a little bit about what Amdocs actually does and who it serves. Sure. Amdocs provides um, software solutions for communication service providers. And we really work across the range of customer experience solutions from the digital engagement that you have with your service provider um, all the way through to solutions around the software-powered network. And so our main focus is in the areas of digital intelligence, business support solutions, and the NFV offerings for the network. And we really look at how we can make that engagement that the service provider has with their customer um, intelligent, personalized, contextual, and meet customers in their channel of choice. And so those are the types of solutions that Amdocs provides for leading service providers around the world. And so when you say telecom service providers, are these phone companies or is it kind of one tier below that? Who Who's the ideal uh, client for you to engage with? It's telecoms companies providing wireless or multi-play services. It's also media and entertainment companies. Um, so really offering a whole range of services from traditional telephone types of services, your fixed line, your internet, your, your TV services, your mobile services, and really extending to the whole range of new video entertainment services, OTT services that are getting bundled as part of these offerings um, for both consumers as well as enterprise. So those are our typical customers. Okay, understood. And so uh, how long has this company been around? Um, Mbox has been around for more than 35 years, really working in global um, environments with many customers um, around the world, large group operators as well as uh, smaller local operators. And the business has really evolved from this focus on um, the customer experience, billing, charging, ordering, customer management, and in the last several years has grown in the area of digital and intelligence. So it's it's interesting that you say this in this timeline. Uh, I was I was just interviewing another guest uh, the other day who pointed out to me, and he was building a technology that was kind of the the next level up for uh, identity verification. 
And he mentioned to me that the username and password is a technology that has been around for 40 years. And, and I never really... I, I never really thought about the fact that, you know, logging into a website with a new username and a password is such an archaic way to do things. <laughs> and and so I imagine, you know, maybe you could speak to this. Over the last 35 years with Amdocs doing what it does, uh, technology has certainly evolved immensely since then. What are some of the interesting changes you've seen in your area over the last 35 years? Maybe you haven't been there that long, but... Um, you know, just kind of looking back at the history of Amdocs, what are what are some of the things that they've evolved to? Well, I think that uh, certainly I can speak for the last 20, maybe not all 35 years, but um, I think that uh, when I look at the evolution of how service providers serve their customers, I mean, Amdocs has really been at the forefront of evolving from the early days of how you engaged with call centers to the way you engage today through digital channels and that evolution, which has really shifted how the the service providers engage with customers. So it's been things like moving from human to non-human interfaces, you know, how you support capabilities on the website so you can do self-service as opposed to calling the call center, how you automate tasks how you automate business processes, how you move from paper bills to electronic bills, online bills, and then how you start to overlay personalization into every interaction with your customer. It's really been a a fundamental shift because what we've seen over the last several years is that um, many businesses across all industries, not just telecommunications, have been looking to digitalize their business, to really change their internal processes, to embrace the, the move to digital to meet customers in their channel of choice. It's no longer, you know, just the retail store or the call center. It's online. It's self-service. It's through social. We see a real change in customer behaviors. And so digitalizing the business means evolving your processes, adding automation, adding intelligence, and so on. So those are the major areas of shift over the last several years that we've seen with our customers. And adding to that, um, you know, digital digitizing the experience, what would you say is the the most popular change that's happened, let's say, in the last three to five years? What what are most of your clients uh, placing as a priority right now? I think that um, the biggest priority at the moment is intelligence. Um, how do you actually make your business intelligent? How do you adopt and embrace AI and and really look at how you make effective use of intelligence to make every business process within your organization smart or intelligent. And it's not just those processes that reach customers, it's also the internal operations. And this has really led to many of our customers and and really many industries um, looking at artificial intelligence and how they can use it to drive efficiency, to drive higher customer satisfaction with better intelligence about the customers and what they're doing and how to optimize processes and so on. I think artificial intelligence is the major shift that we see or the major focus and investment area. Well, yeah, that's that's certainly uh, much more popular in the last couple of years than it has been previously. Uh, and, you know, it's 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 interesting that that's happening now because I, I recall a time three to five years ago where um, all of these people on the fringe were saying, well, AI is really the next big thing. And, you know, at the time, we all kind of look at them with the side eye, like, yeah, you know, that sounds like some space age stuff. But but now here we are at the end of 2017, and it's a real thing. And not only is it a real thing, but it's 
it's being implemented and there's wide scale adoption. And, uh, you know, those those crazy guys were right back in the day, apparently. I think so. I think, you know, I think when you look at intelligence, the important thing to keep in mind is you first have to think about data. And I think those smart guys several years ago looked at the fact that many businesses were sitting on large amounts of data about their customers, their preferences, what they're buying in what cycles and so on. And they weren't doing anything with that data. And so really the opportunity was there to say, okay, I have all of this data. Intelligence is really only effective if it has data to operate on. Um, so once you know and understand that data and can make sense of it, then you can start to apply intelligence to it. And I think that that's where the early experimentation started to come. And people saw real value from some of those first use cases where they started to look at business problems they were having and say, okay, how can I apply intelligence to this and then drive business value? And that led to more widespread adoption of artificial intelligence. Excellent. And so uh, now we get the chance to be those crazy guys and look ahead three to five years into the future. What do you see from your perspective, Shannon, as the next big thing after AI? I think that um, really where AI takes us is um, to give us the power to leverage non-human interfaces and interactions and intelligence to drive our businesses. And, And I really foresee a day where we're able to leverage AI to make entire business decisions and to engage with our customers without involving humans. And then I think that where we get to is it will become a business decision how and when you want to engage with customers and in which channel. And I think for me, this is really the key is that once we have fully made our entire business intelligence, then as you know, the owners of these businesses or the CEOs or managers, we can decide how and when we want to engage in which areas. And 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 I like to think of it about, um, you know, I, I think of it in this context for a second. You know, within a large organization, within a communication service provider, we have product managers that are actually working and defining new product offers for customers. They're setting the price, the bundles, what's in the bundle, what are the terms and conditions, and so on. And they might do some analysis on the market, and they might look at historical information, and they'll make some decisions about what price to offer the customer. When you overlay intelligence onto that, you actually then have the ability for for intelligence to analyze everything that's happening in the market, all of the trends in your business, and come with a recommendation on what price point is going to have the best adoption in the social channels versus the retail store versus online and so on. That type of intelligence, you have the ability to drive your entire business. And that enables you to then take a step back and say, okay, I'm going to leverage this and I'm going to make business decisions based on what I'm getting. I I really believe that intelligence-driven businesses will be where we are in five years. That's fascinating. And, you know, it's it's interesting because I – you know, we apply those principles today in a way, but not mm-hmm. in this meta way. Uh, for instance, if I were to start a new retail business uh, and I was selling some, you know, consumable product, um, you know, let's say it was electronics or something like that, and and I would have to figure out, um, well, what should I charge for this? What are people willing to pay? I don't know. I'll poke around and get a general idea, and I should offer this for. One ninety nine, okay, one hundred ninety nine bucks. But but that's just a educated guess. What you're saying is, let's add a layer of intelligence on top of this that that pulls that information from uh, some 
aggregated large amount of data and says, well, actually, uh, the the best price point for this is going to be 149 or 259 or something like that based on all of this massive amount of data. You don't really have to guess. We're just going to tell you to price it right here. Absolutely. And think about what the role of that product manager then is. They can actually, you know, when you accumulate this type of intelligence, um, you enable your staff, your employees, your specialists in different areas to build on top of that and to be looking forward in other areas. I, I really believe that um, leveraging that data can give us so many insights and intelligent recommendations about all parts of the business. It's not just, I, I, I tried to use that example because I think it's a nice internal example. There's tons of examples about also how you engage with your customer and the role of customer service agents and how that evolves. I think it, it puts people in a different place in terms of the value they can bring beyond the you know intelligent crunching of numbers and data and facts to bring recommendations fascinating and you know i i believe it when you say that that is the future you know i my, the the time to be skeptical is has come and gone because i i definitely remember that time where you know everybody was talking about ai being a thing when it wasn't and now it is uh and so yeah. data driven business uh, is, is certainly a very likely future um, within, you know, the next few years, for sure. Uh, so, so Shannon, what, uh, what are some examples of uh, Amdocs technology that maybe just some of our audience may is already uh, interacting with and maybe they don't even know it? Sure, absolutely. I think it's, um, we launched a platform that we call AYA, which is Amdocs Intelligence in Action. And we really looked at the different layers of capabilities necessary to enable intelligent business. And we started by looking at the data enablers that I mentioned. How do you accumulate the data and organize that data for it to make sense? So many of our customers are using our data models, um, our intelligent customer 360 to pull together a complete view of the customer, not just you know, the billing data that your service provider has about you, but a more holistic view of the customer, the services, the locations that they have services at, um, their usage patterns, and so on. So pulling together a customer view. And then on top of that, we added a layer of artificial intelligence from some of the industry leaders in, 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 our, uh, in, in our market are bringing these artificial intelligence engines that give you capabilities like natural language processing and sentiment analysis to be able to um, understand what customers are feeling or saying and, and make decisions based on that. And then we brought to market a chat bot. Um, and this is probably one of the most popular use cases that our customers are deploying today. They're using chat bots in different channels on the website, on the self-service application, exposing it to customers through applications like Facebook um, so that customers can actually interact with a non-human interface, which is driven by artificial intelligence, to answer questions, to change their plan or package, to change their address, to give them billing information, and so on. Um, that is probably the most uh, common application. As I said, um, many of our customers are investing in trying to shift um, traffic out of the call center, specifically the highly repeated um, simple interactions. And so the chatbot can easily handle those. It can tell you what your usage is this month or your bill, your latest bill, or when your next payment's due, or, or can help with those types of queries and questions without requiring a human to be involved. It's interesting you say that. I just uh, recently upgraded my Skype app. And I don't know, I don't know if anybody out there still uses Skype, but I do. Uh, 
uh, and they were um, they're owned by Microsoft. And uh, I've got this message from Cortana, the uh, the digital assistant for for Microsoft, and it said, "Hey, I'd I'd love to be able to help you and talk with you, and just need access to your messages to mine all of your data." <laughs> I'm like, okay, well that's weird, but. Uh, <laughs> But basically, you know, with Cortana here on Skype, I can just I can just type in and say, you know, hey, help me find this message that I sent to so and so, and and she pulls it up and shows it to me, and, and it just kind of works like Siri on the iPhone. But uh, it seems like the the chatbot. There's one on Facebook as well um, that is very popular with a lot of marketers and advertisers. It seems like the chatbot, at least in the last 12 months, has become prolific in a way. For sure it has. And I think that, um, you know, Facebook a couple of years ago opened APIs to any businesses that have pages on Facebook. You can actually um, launch a chatbot from your Facebook page. And I think that drove much of the activity around uh, chatbots. I think that the, the main thing, though, to keep in mind is that um, with artificial intelligence, with chatbots, it's only as smart as you train it to be. And so it can do natural language processing. So when I type into a chatbot, it can, it can um, decipher what I'm typing. But it needs to be able to derive the intent of what I'm asking for and then match it with a dialogue. And the industry-specific dialogues and intents and conversations are something you need to train the chatbot on. Because think about it. The um, dialogue that you have with your telecom service provider is different than the dialogue that maybe you have with your bank or with your insurance company. There's industry-specific dialogues and intents. I wouldn't ask my insurance company about my usage information for my mobile service, for example. So those dialogues have to be trained on the chatbot. And there's one other important point on chatbots, and they can drive a higher customer satisfaction in NPS, but you need to have seamless handover to a human because chatbots will not always know the answer. And there's nothing worse for a customer who's expecting to get a response then it just goes dead or the chatbot says, I can't help you, call the call center. So there needs to be seamless handoff between the chatbot and a human agent that can continue the dialogue with the customer when the chatbot gets dumped, so to speak. Yeah, understood. And that's definitely an important piece of the puzzle that uh, needs to be resolved uh, sooner rather than later. So uh, I guess this has been fascinating. And so you're your company is uh, behind a lot of the technology that, that we're interacting with today already, uh, and it's it's important for us to you know know about the men and women behind the curtain. So amdocs.com, A-M-D-O-C-S.com. Uh, and Shannon, any final thoughts for us before we go? I think for anyone considering how you can use intelligence, my, my main message would be just to get started. Pick a business problem and see how the application of AI can help. The most advanced enterprises I see today started with really simple business problems and applying the technology. And I think that that's the, the key message is just get started and your use of intelligence to drive business will grow from there. Very good. Once again, it is amdocs.com. This has been Shannon Bell. Thank you very much for joining us and thank you to our audience. We'll see you next time here on the Future Tech Podcast. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, 
to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.